Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Backstory Song. I'm your host, Doug Burke, and today we're here with the brothers Michael and Dimitri Larios of the band Fox Wild. The brothers Michael and Dimitri Larios of Fox Wild began playing together when they were children. The sons of 90s yacht rock Pablo Cruz founder Corey Larios, they formed the band Fox Wild after writing music for pop stars like Demi Lovato and James Maslow. They're both multi-instrumentalists, and they write songs with a strong pop sensibility, so much so that their songs have garnered over one million streams on Spotify. I am here with the band Fox Wild, which consists of Michael and Dimitri Larios. Yes. And, Thanks for having us. No, it's great to, <laughs> for you guys to be here. Um, and so why don't we just do an overview of your band and who you guys are, just yeah. a quick snapshot, and then we'll dive into uh, one of your songs. Great. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, to kick it off, Dimitri and I are obviously same last name, brothers. Uh, I'm I'm older. He's my He's my baby brother. Just getting into music and and what got us into music was our father and our dad is Corey Larios he was part of the band Pablo Cruz in the 70s and 80s and growing up we were always around music and playing music and learning instruments and it was really a passion of ours and Dimitri and I came to play together through kind of you know this building, building a, a friendship through music. And I don't know, Dimitri, if that's, you want to. That's right. Uh, due to the age gap, I always wanted to hang out with Michael. But uh, being the fact that he was the older brother, he didn't want to hang out with his younger brother. So yeah. kind of my, I, I saw he was picking up guitar. So my kind of idea was I should, you know, what does a guitar player need? They need a drummer. So I started playing drums I picked it up and that was really the first incarnation of our musical experience together. Yeah. And we would just kind of jam for hours, <laughs> you know, yeah. who knows? It, it was probably not very good. <laughs> Actually, I can, I can probably say it wasn't good, but, but we, 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 I think from being in that experience together, writing, I mean, sorry, not writing, playing together, we kind of got this second hand. You know, looking at each other, we kind of like knew where we were going when we were playing, and that kind of led into uh, where we are today. In this yeah, that, that was that was the beginning of us playing together, and then, you know, we had a band before Fox Wild, and we were signed to Universal. Uh, we were under David Foster, and it was a very pop act. And Dimitri was playing drums for that band. He wasn't the front man; he was back there jamming away, banging away, and. Um, when that band ended, that's when we started writing together and writing music. And we 
wrote one of our first songs three years ago, that was kind of the beginning of Fox Wild. And, you know, we, we realized that the connection we had playing live went further than just the live show. It went into writing the music and, and connecting through the melodies and the lyrics and, you know, sharing this growth in our life and going through things and being brothers. It was very easy for us to connect and open up to each other when we were writing these songs. So I think three years ago was really when we hit that stride and, and Fox Wild was born. So you guys sent me four songs you want to talk about. Yeah. Soap, Strangers on the Run, Angel, and Life. Yes. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, that's a good question. We can talk about, uh, we can talk about soap. soap. Okay. Yeah, I think soap's soap. a nice place to start. Pretty risque song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Hint, some hints of it. <laughs> Risqueness. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, so Soap was, Soap wasn't the first song we wrote together, but it was definitely that first song of Fox Wild. And, and we were coming out of this very pop-driven band. And in, in our last band, we were able to write with a lot of, great writers and producers in the pop world. And during that time, we, we soaked up a lot of that knowledge of how to write those songs and, and what, you know, pop writing meant. And I think, you know, soap was kind of that ode to those songwriters and producers we worked with and kind of what we learned in a nutshell. So we were kind of bridging the gap with our own style, but also keeping it very pop with the choruses and, and the hooks and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, to add to that reason, Soap's specials, I think even though it wasn't the first song we had written together, it was, as Michael said, it was the first real song that felt like Fox Wild, or at least the beginning of Fox Wild. We were coming off of a dry spell of writing, actually. So we weren't really writing a lot at that time and when soap happened when uh you know we went in i had the riff for soap and it was that kind of dent 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 <laughs> and so we were i showed michael and he he goes do you have a do you have a title we usually like oh, to yeah. write from a title and i go uh no i don't i mean this thing's called soap you know i usually name my projects just random things you know <laughs> i'll see something and i'll go okay let's name it you know sometimes it'll be you know just so random and it was soap and he kind of goes, you know, I kind of like soap. I was like, really? And he yeah. goes, yeah, soap. Yeah. And, I, and we started kind of jumping back and forth. And we go, yeah, you know what? There could be 
something to it. And I think that was one of the fun parts about writing this song because it was um we were we were given a that title and we were like, how do we how do we make this interesting? And it kind of did turn into a risque kind of uh, trying uh, to keep the edge. concept. But right. but um that was you know a special moment for us and and I think also what made it special is it was the first song we released. We were, you know, so lucky to have the response we did yeah. have. Um, we didn't expect to have that response, you know, to the song. And people genuinely seemed to like it. And that was a nice a nice thing for us just because I think we were coming off that dry spell of writing. And we were like, oh, you know, what are we going to write? And after Soap, um, the next songs kind of wed. Yeah, from that one from, song. From that one it song. Was, you know, kind of a trilogy after that of songs that we wrote and released. So Soap's about taking a bath. <laughs> it is. You got it. You got it. It's about being clean. It's cleanliness. It's hygiene. It's important. <laughs> what is Soap about for you guys? Well, you know, I don't I don't know if there's much like... Uh, there's. Um, I think writing the lyrics, like when we were writing those lyrics, it was very much like Dimitri said, we had this title... And it was like, that's a cool title that's off the wall. And it's like, how do we make this work and make it cool and kind of... In, so in all honesty, it was kind of an exercise. We were Because we were coming off that dry spell. So we were kind of like, I don't think it was anything um, very personal. However, there are times where you're yeah, like, I mean, you know, it's like it's, <laughs> the lyrics do, you know... The double entendre is <laughs> exactly. like a very fun way to, you know, write music and... And it was very much something we learned from, you know, writing with past writers. Like, you know, we were in the room with guys like Andreas Carlson and people who wrote very well-crafted pop music that had kind of sometimes had these double entendres right. that, you know, it'd be like, well, wait, what are they really talking? Like you dig into the lyrics and you're like, oh. To piggyback off that, uh, Andreas, a little backstory of who he is. He he uh, is one of our mentors and for, yeah. for really – the better part of those years of being signed, he took us under his wing and really taught us the the trades of writing pop songs. Um, Andreas has written "Bye Bye Bye," "I Want It That Way," yeah. So he really knows the the pop realm, and yeah. it was really an incredible experience to soak up all that knowledge. I think we were all, you know, soaking up all that knowledge. We were coming into Fox Wild, going, "How do we do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do we do what he's doing? Yeah." <laughs> So that's the kind of the story of soap. Yeah, I think it's also a relationship song. It Definitely. is. It is. And, At the core of it is the the idea of kind of like I know that uh, that this is love. What is what is it? I, I just want you it. close. That I just want you close. It is a relationship song. It is, and in a in a different way of a normal relationship song. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely you know being very straightforward to you know your significant other or somebody that you want to be intimate with. I mean, one of my good friends, he's like, whenever I want, you know, want to seal the deal with a girl driving in a car, you know, I always put on soap, you know, like that's, that's my, that's a good, that's my subtle way, right? He's like, that's my subtle way of like, you know, you know, the subliminal message. Right. Huh? Right. So that, that was definitely, you know, when we wrote it, it was, you know, three, three years ago, it's like, you know, you're, we, I don't think Dimitri wasn't in a relationship with anybody. I was just, you know, getting into a relationship with my girlfriend, but it was like, you know, very much like, you know, when you want somebody or you're, you know, you're on a date with somebody and there's, 
you know, there's sparks flying. Like that's kind of what you're feeling. And it's, you know, it's being forward, but it's not being too, you know, too forward. It's like, it's a pop song. It's like, what, you know, what, what's wrong with that? You know, soap. There you go. <laughs> so talk to me about the video. So the video, the video was uh, actually a really cool situation because we hadn't, we weren't playing live shows at the time. So we were like studio guys. We were, you know, we, we're also composers. And so we're always in the studio writing music. And we were like, you know what, what would be really cool would be to, you know, create this live aspect that we don't, people don't really see because we weren't playing the live music yet. And so we got a bunch of girls a great, great female players, which they were all real, like real good players. Like it wasn't like we just like hired some, you know, girls to get up there and pretend like they're playing. But we, we set up this situation where it was like a live deal and Dimitri hadn't really, I mean, I, we, we didn't play any live shows. So when he got up, it was like, even for me, I hadn't seen him behind from outside of the drums. You know, he was always in the back, like banging away, but it was really, it, it shed a light on, you know, I think where Fox Wild is even today with our live show. And it's like, that's really what we wanted to capture was this energy and, you know, this boldness of, you know, being up there and having a front man who's like being a front man and like a showman. But I think it was that, that was like the, a door opening for us. And we, we did actually two other songs of ours, same kind of video. It was like a performance video. We really wanted people to interact with that live aspect. That's a good point. You know, I think that that video actually, thinking back on it, it is kind of what Fox Wild was today when we didn't know what it was going to be. And the fact it was that, like foreshadowing it in a way. And yeah. and, and, and and the fact that uh, we have two amazing female players in our band, it just for us, it's it's bringing a light to female players because there's there's a lot of them out there, but you know, it's not a lot of people know you know about you know female yeah, I mean, players yeah. being you know really as great as they are and and we're happy you know that they're part of this band and and it really brings in the whole live aspect it brings a whole new level so tell me the names of your two your bass player and your drummer so we have caroline Cerrone and we have uh fur fuentes who plays with us a lot and then Kristen gleason prada yeah, who um, <laughs> who she actually just played with us for Sundance. So this was our first show, oh, our okay. first shows with her. But she she's an, an amazing drummer. But yeah, I mean, even but, you know, one of the interesting things I've never seen um, a person like your brother jump in and play the drums with, on another person's drum yeah. set like you do. Like two people playing a single drum set at the yeah. same time. I've seen two people playing two drum sets. But, yeah. But that was unique. It was kind of like this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's where it's, you know, we like to kind of show that, you know, we like to make things different and bring in a new dynamic to our show and, and create things. And I mean, the fact that he was a drummer, you know, he's, you know, it's that cool. Cause in that set, when we do that part, you know, it's a jam, right? We call it a jam. So it's kind of taking people back to what we used to do, me and him, you know, is, we literally used to sit in a room and just jam like that for hours. And yeah. some yeah. shows we will go on for hours in that just like <laughs> jam set. But no, but I mean, it, it really is bringing people into, you know, how like us being brothers and what we used to do. He used to be on the drums. I used to be playing guitar and we'd come up with the riffs and, and that it's, was. And it's creating a dynamic within our show. That's a, 
yeah a, you know a show you know putting a show on you know giving giving elements that you know instead of just playing song to song it gives it a bit more of this Showmanship, yep. I guess. Yep. You know? No, it is very, and, it's and, very and, and, unique and very cool. And like, Kristen is an incredible drummer, so it's also just who doesn't love a good drum solo? <laughs> you know, it's always fun. <laughs> so this is the first Fox Wild song that's released. That was released. Do you yes. remember where you were when you heard it on the radio the first time? I I don't know. Did we actually. hear it? <laughs> I don't know if it was on that one. I don't know if we got radio play with that one. I will say what with with that one, which. <laughs> The new it's radio yeah. is we got on a really uh, a playlist. We got on a pretty big yeah. playlist, and I do remember <laughs> seeing that playlist, and we were like, "Wow, we're we're with these big names." And it was it was a pop Ooh. rising. I mean, they had seven hundred fifty thousand followers or something, and wow, yeah. And for us, we were like, "What?" <laughs> you know, yeah. and that there was really... a Spotify playlist. Yeah, that, right. That was one of their recommendation engine. Yeah, exactly. And they, Playlist. and they, and they, soap was on that. And we were very fortunate to have that because in this environment, you know, uh, radio is great, yeah, but, no, but, but Spotify. Spotify, you know, when you get on those playlists, it really, get, and, and this was two years ago. So now, now it's the playlisting game is a whole nother whole animal. animal yeah. So I do remember seeing that. And that is kind of sad. Wow. And you, and you could <laughs> see the, you know, the ticks of the plays kind of going yeah. up day by day and and that's an exciting feeling where you're you know your your work you know is being listened to yeah and uh you know light yes. <laughs> at least you hope yeah. <laughs> so uh anything else on soap uh you know the lyrics very risque uh we can talk about some of them slide my fingers down your spine i just want you satisfied oh let me drip down slipping on your skin the steam keeps rising oh is that the, that's the break huh that's, yeah that's, that's our bridge. the bridge <laughs> the bridge wow cheering it as poetry is, is very uh it's i get it it's it is risque um well, should we talk about it? I mean, let's see. When when it was written, I was uh, was, I was eighteen, right? Yeah, you were of age. It's cool. No, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. I was just saying, you know, I think at eighteen, you know, you're just yeah, man. Your hormones are just. I don't. I don't know, but. I don't know what. <laughs> I think it sounds better when you sing it than when I read totally, it. Totally, <laughs> totally. I will say that you know, even I'm like, huh. <laughs> that song was, you know, it was heavily um, inspired by Prince. Okay. You know, with the falsettos in the song, yes, that's, and that's the riff. True. That's... And so it was, you know, I think we were trying to cop that vibe of, you know, like what would Prince write? You know, what would Prince say? And it was, you know, it's like. You know, the things that you want to say to somebody, but it's exactly that. Like, if you were to say that to some, like a girl, like they'd be like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you know, you know, slap so in the yeah, face. Slap, slap in the face. So, slap you. <laughs> so, you know, you put it in a song, you know, you write the lyrics down, you sing it. It sounds way better. Like, it's way more people, you know, the girl will accept it. Yeah. You know, so I think it, that's also, you know, that comes into songwriting. It's like sometimes you, you do put these lyrics in and, and you write about things that you would, you know, you never would normally say, and I think that also just goes to the escapism of, of writing music and, you know, why we write music. It's saying those things that sometimes are in your head that you don't want to, you know, voice and just your poetic voice. Well, actually <laughs> to add to that, um, that is kind of where the character of Fox Wild came from. To give you a backstory of what Fox Wild 
kind of, you know, what it is, is it's, it's an alter ego that lives inside each and every one of us. So it's kind of the ultra confident person that lives inside you that you don't really think you, you have, but if you tap into it, if you tap into Fox wild, you have it, you know, it's kind of like a, a Mr. Miyagi thing or something, yeah. you know, but, but that to the point of the lyrics of soap, it is kind of this like, well, in real life, I don't think I would ever say that. Right. But with Fox wild, you know, it, it becomes a whole new world yeah, of yeah. confidence and it's kind of this, this jam and it's for anybody, anybody. And it could be for, you know, whatever Fox wild means to you as your alter ego. And, and I think that's where it's kind of like looking back and in, in high school, I never danced. I never sang. That was never, yeah. I never liked it. You do it. now. I do now, <laughs> but I never, I never liked it. I was actually very embarrassed. I was really embarrassed to do those things. And then suddenly Fox wild kind of gave this, this confidence, this, this character. And when I, you know, tapped into it, it was like, Oh you know, maybe this character does dance. Maybe he does sing, you know? And, and that's what it is. It's kind of doing things that you wouldn't normally think you could do, but achieving it in the sense that, you know, you can strive to, to do those things. So. Yeah. Like we can do the dirty laundry on the floor. <laughs> that's, just that's just because our mom would always yell at us about our laundry. <laughs> you got to do it at some point. I like that double entendre. I think that's thank a you. really good thank one. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go use it on use. my wife. Too. <laughs> like, thank you. There you go. She'd be like, yeah, put it in the dryer. Okay. <laughs> Didn't work out like you thought. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at So you want to talk about strangers on the run? We could do you, or may, angel. Maybe life. You want to do life? Or do you do? You, are you want? Because life is, certain... I think, your heaviest song. Yeah, and really, you know, stylistically different. Yes, indeed. In, 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 in a unique way. This is about two friends, Jeff and Brendan Crockett. Yes, I noticed yeah. they were. It was dedicated yeah, to it was them dedicated on your video. To them. That yeah. was and so. 
Tell me who they were. So Jeff and Brennan, Jeff was one of my best friends in high school and, and middle school. I actually, I grew up with him in middle school and actually first, first time I ever met Jeff, we got in a fight, a fist fight. Yeah. Middle huh. school, he punched me in the face. We're on the ground rolling around. Principal picks us up. We both, you know, get in trouble. But after that, it was like best friends. Right. And we, you know, we were like. It's how all good friendships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what the fight was about? No, no, I don't. No, not at all. It was like, you know, two kids going at it, you know, and we, and I think it was, you know, we were both very, uh, set in our ways and like, we, we, we kind of knew the people we were and, and we weren't really followers, I guess. Um, so like we butt heads, you know, but we grew up together and, and four years ago he was in a car accident and his brother was in the car with him and they passed away and it was, it was a heavy blow. It was, you know, it was really, really tough for, for me and, and the friends around me. Cause we had a, we had a good group of friends and we were all buddies came out of high school together and we, you know, always stick around even through college and everything. Um, and even during that time, you know, we, we lost an aunt and then we lost our grandfather and it was, you know, all these things like boom, boom, boom. And it was, you know, losing people that are really close to you is, you know, it's just like inexplainable, you know, I mean, it's just, just like the worst thing you can go through. So Dimitri came to me with this song and, uh, well, he came to me with the, with the music. Yeah. So I had, um, I had the music, uh, and the demo of just the chorus. What is life? What is life without you by my side? What is life? It's not time to say goodbye. I had that. Or, or I actually think you came in with it's not goodbye. Uh, it's not time to say goodbye. But I had the chorus and the melodies and the the sort of idea. And uh, I just had all I had was the verse of woke up this morning felt so incomplete, and that was it. And I didn't know where to go with it. And I showed it to Michael, and Michael came in and and really formed the song into what it is and the lyrics. Yeah, um, that they are. So that song was a definitely, you know, I know, uh, very personal song. Um, you know, I knew, I knew Jeff and I knew his brother uh, a little bit, not as, you know, much. Well, as, Jeff was always like, he'd always, he you was know, always stay around. at the house and, you know, sleepovers. And he'd always throw me music and, yeah. you know, he'd always go, hey, listen to this song. And he had really good taste. In music, yeah, he did. Okay. <laughs> which is good. And, uh, you know, but that song, writing it, I think, uh, I would, would you say it flowed I think it was the out of you? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's some songs that you take, you know, you take days and weeks to write and it, you know, takes forever. And some, some songs you write them and then you're done with it and then you forget how you even got there. And it just kind of, like you said, it flows out of you and you, the lyrics are just there on the page. Um, but I think this song was also, you know, we'd written Soap, we'd written... Lonely Inn, Rosé and Vuv are other songs that were very pop. And this song kind of bridged the gap into things that are very personal. And the lyrics are way, there's way more depth to those lyrics. And I think it was kind of, it was a transitional point and a turning point for, you know, our songwriting and where the music was for Fox Wild. Because it was, like you said, it was a departure. It was a departure from what we had before. One of the things about that song is we were writing from feeling. 
Yeah, you're sure. Strictly, Personal feeling. Yeah, yeah, strictly from feeling. Uh, I think like, I think you know, and what was interesting is when he came with the lyrics that it was, you know, that story kind of the verses it was interesting. Like, oh, you know, of course, like that's what that is about. I think when I was writing it, I think maybe I was a bit more like my friends were going to college. It was kind of like a different experience of, I guess, growing up and, you know, having a different um, kind of perspective on that lyric of what is life without you by my side, you know? But I do think when, when bringing it to Michael, it, it became a more solidified idea in that sense. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, that was, yeah. Pretty heavy stuff for, you know, young guys to be <laughs> yeah, writing I mean, about and thinking about, you know, yeah, it, yeah. most of your other stuff is about chasing girls or <laughs> right? something. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. It was very much this departure for us. It was, it was kind of like biting the bullet of, you know, we, we learned how to, you know, we'd been in the room writing pop songs and sometimes when you're writing those pop songs, you, you have to dig. You know, you have to dig into your emotions and things like that, but it's always fun. And it's always like, you know, trying to have that fun energy and everything. And so this was like totally opposite, you know, it's like digging into those feelings that you don't want to think about that you, you, you know, you don't want to revisit and, you know, but that, that is what songwriting is too. It, it, it dives into that realm of, you know, saying the things you don't want to say or thinking about the things you don't want to say. I mean, think. And, um, and yesterday, actually, somebody uh, Instagrammed us um, about that song, and they they tagged us and they said, "Listening to the song," and and we said, "You know, uh, thank you." And they said, "I I just lost my grandmother, and the song is you know su super meaningful." So to add to that, the fact that it helps other people or other people are listening to it. You know, it just happened yesterday, which is yeah, uh, I saw, yeah, so, I saw that. But that is meaningful to us because Definitely. I think that also takes it to this. Because again, it's a strange thing. You're in there writing it for yourself, and then you put it out, and it affects other people either the same way or differently. And you don't, even though you, that's what music is. You know, music affects everybody differently, but you don't really realize that when you're writing something like that. Yeah. You know, you don't realize it, you know, and, and hearing those messages and hearing people say that is, is so meaningful, you know. Have you played it for Jeff and Brendan's parents? Uh, they, they've heard it. Yeah, yeah. They, they have heard it. I don't know if they've heard it in a live setting, but, um, her sister, his, their sisters have, I still keep in touch with, with the older sister and see her every once in a while, but that's gotta be emotional. Yeah, it, it is very emotional. Um, definitely playing that song. We play it in, in certain sets, but that's a, th that's a, that's a heavy one too. Yeah, you know, yeah. when do you play it? In the, in so, the so the last time we actually played that song was, oh, it, another heavy situation for us and, and our community was in thousand Oaks. What was it? Two years ago? No, it was last year. Oh, it was last year. Yeah. So last year there was, yeah, it was last it year. Was there the, was a the shooting, at, a shooting uh, at a club in our community oh, called yeah. borderline borderline. And so we did a benefit for borderline for, you know, all the victims, families and everything. And we played that song. Um, wow. So that was one of the last times we, we played it and it was, you know, that, it was, that was a heavy moment. Yeah, it was in commemoration for, you know, because we knew people who were in, in in the shooting and, and you know, affected by it. And 
it was like a huge blow to our community because we, we come from like a very quiet place, right? I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very it, it quiet. Was, like was, nobody knows. It was a hard, it was, it was just a really hard time for the community and, yeah. and, and for those people. And immediately after 24 hours later, we were hit with one of the biggest fires, you know, the Woolsey fires. So, so back to back, back to yeah. within a 24 day. hour span. And so we had 300,000 people displaced and we were completely, you know, we were honored to, you know, be asked to play that song in that setting. Um, I think we played that about a month later yeah. to honor everybody. Yeah. That was the last time we, we played the tune. The tune is a, it's an interesting tune because we do, we do, you know, it's, we like, playing it we do like sharing that message um however sometimes in bar like in clubs in la it's a harder kind of song to come across because our set is very live it's very energy filled so i think it does take people like yeah you know yeah, it, they're like whoa they're you're playing a you know slow song but we used to do it in some clubs and and it was you know p people would come up and go you know that's a that's a beautiful song you know thank you and, and all that stuff but it was kind of i don't think it was giving it the attention it deserved it's when everybody is sweating and needs a break and yeah, and, and yeah. You want to yeah. calm the crowd down. The crowd yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I, I think it was like you know it did it didn't uh, you know serve the the song as well as it could when people are you know at the bar just kind of really loud and stuff. You right. know, it's yeah. a hard song to kind of communicate communicate in those settings. So mm -hmm. yeah. we we don't play it in uh, we don't play it in you know those types of settings and dimitri you play piano on this and you wrote it on piano i do and yes what key did you write it in uh what key i wrote it in the key of c okay the people's key, <laughs> the people's key. Um, why is it the people's key i never heard of that. you know what i don't know why either well middle c our, middle c yeah. our father always tells us that it's the people's key um <laughs> c yeah middle c you know it's like from there you can yeah. get to another key <laughs> but uh yeah i wrote it wrote it um i wrote it at night i wrote that just that piano part and uh that was a rare moment where i decided to record what i was singing i don't usually do that i usually kind of do i i recorded a voice note but this was a rare moment where i like was like all right i'm gonna actually record the piano I'm going to record the, I mean, really what the song is today is the bones of what was recorded what from, the, uh, from the, uh, yeah. from the demo. I mean, I don't think I have the demo with me, but I, it, but if to listen to the demo, it's, it's very similar in that, that sense. And I think Michael came in, he cleaned some lyrics up and he was like, Hey, how about you, you know, you know, fix that. And, and it turned into what it was. And you took it to the studio and produced it yeah we well so from there you know we do everything really in our bedrooms oh cool yeah so so it's all it's all there <laughs> you know so yeah. so what right when he You're heard self producing it, at this point yeah oh yeah david foster's not involved <laughs> no 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 we are so, we are completely independent now and so soap yeah soap was produced and everything so to take you into that process if, if we can just quickly i guess sure. but <laughs> i guess it's not really i mean it's us, you know, we're in there, we're producing everything, every sound, every, every composition, every arrangement is us. Yeah. It, it all comes from, from, you know, what we're hearing and feeling. And I, that's, you know, really what I love to do is the production side of stuff. And we come together and really 
hash things out. And so as of life, it was kind of as he, as he heard it, right when Michael gets the, like he gives the go, that's when we start going in there together and really going, how do we make this Pulling bigger it apart and, and better? Shaping it and yeah, it, it becomes a process. I mean, but that song, I, I do remember it was like, because he played it for me and I was like instantly like I'm going through this and you know, it, that's like the only thing on my mind. So I'm like, this is, this feels emotional. This sounds emotional, but there was also this uplifting feeling, which was nice because like when you like, I've never really written a song like that and I'm sure you haven't, but it's like when you write those kinds of songs, you don't want it to be so down and depressing. And so, you know, we, we did want to make it. Yeah, it's a know, form of therapy to yeah, boost your morale. Like uplifting and like, yeah, you yeah. know, but it was that also sense. this thing where we wanted to keep it intimate and very, that's why it's very piano, heavy piano driven where most of our songs are guitar, you know, it's like riffs and stuff like that. So something on the piano was really cool, but we had that, you know, in after the bridge or even in the bridge and then the guitar solo, it becomes very uplifting and powerful yeah. you yeah. know which we that's what we like want transformative yeah, yeah we wanted it to you know communicate into that you know that world um so this song must make audiences cry at from time to time yeah i think yeah there's that, definitely i think that's great songwriting frankly yeah uh, thank you. if you do that yeah but have you guys ever cried when you sing this song yeah i definitely have yeah yeah <laughs> i de her. definitely have yeah yeah, is that I, hard when you're up there on stage, like when you're crying? And I mean, playing? I, I mean, I don't have to sing all the lyrics, <laughs> right, so yeah. I'm kind of like just you know, playing. But there's, crying, you know, there's the, you yeah, crying to your. Uh, it's definitely been like you know, I'm not going to break down, you know, <laughs> <laughs> pull yourself together, man. But but, but it's like you know, you, there's those moments where it's it's this feeling that's like it's almost like a tingling feeling, and then it just like wells up, and you got to like you know, you got to take a deep breath of like you know, wow, because those lyrics are very, it says like when we were 17, like I remember being, you know, 17 with Jeff and we thought we like, you know, we knew it all. We were like just doing whatever we wanted. Like no, no nothing was going to get in our way. We weren't going to get in trouble. Like none of that, you know. Hakuna Matata. Yeah, it was very much, you know, and, and you know, we, we spent a lot of time together and had great moments and that's what that song is. So when you're, you know, thinking of those moments, it, it hits you sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I think I think for me the most emotional I've gotten was playing it for for the borderline benefit. Yeah, that I was can't that, imagine. Yeah, that was that was just like a a different deal. You know, a deal you didn't think uh you know, it just it was it was a diff, just a different You didn't want to be there, but you had to be there. Well, we were yeah. we were completely honored and grateful to at least give something back to the community. You know, it's like, how do you, how yeah, do you, what do you do? How do you give right to families that are, you know, I mean, it's just such a devastating thing. And it's a strange, it was a strange time because I think everybody, I know my friends, it was like this you hear about it on the news, you hear all these, you know, about shootings, but the fact that it happens in your backyard is a whole nother thing. You know, it hits you completely different, you know, and you, you because you, you've driven past the place, you've been to the place, you know, it's like, wow, you know, and being there, playing it for, you know, all those people, that was, you know, a really, um, we had a choir 
you know, and was like, yeah, it was wow. very powerful. It was, it was a powerful it was a cool and moment. Powerful and, uh, you know, I hope we did our part or tried to. next strangers on the run or angel we can go into strangers on the run let's do that i can uh so strangers strangers is a fun one the reason strangers is interesting from everything else is we kind of had this idea of doing uh writing a song from start to finish uh completely live basically so on YouTube, you can see the process of us sitting in a room going to, it's cut down, we cut it down, but you can see the whole process of having the idea to finishing it. Wow. And that was an idea of just kind of rethought, just kind of like going, you know, what do we, what do we do? And so we had it planned that we were going to film something. Um, I, and, and we both came in, Michael came in. And I had the riff that da 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 da. Uh, you know, it's all on YouTube, so you can you can watch watch this kind of unfold and how it records and how we sit there and and hash lyrics back and forth. And that was really where this song came from. That song that you know, this was kind of an idea of just pure creativity, just straight kind of I don't know a farm to table approach <laughs> to showing kind of how. And this was released the same day. So it was kind of like we were showing this, this, uh, you wrote this and made this and released it in one day. Yeah. We, yeah. well, we wow. had it, we had it set up. So, so it released the next day, just the way SoundCloud and yeah, the distribution works, but we, we wrote it, we wrote it in a day. We edited it. Edited and- it took, <clears throat> took what, like two days to do it. Yeah, and then we released it. Yeah. Wow. Then we released it. So, so if it start, it started on a Monday when we did it. Full thought, and then we had it released on the Thursday. So, and what's it about? Strangers on the Run. That's a great question. Strangers on the Run. Uh, when when it was written, so I had the and she's dancing, dancing on her own tonight, and he's driving, driving on the highway tonight. Right, that was kind of it. And I had this kind of rough idea of just two people. They don't know each other. They're doing separate things, and we're going to see their lives unfold. That was it. Told Michael that concept being the genius he is. He came in. <laughs> now he well, you know, it was it was kind of like 
what was great about Strangers on the Run, the title, is it was like the moment he said it, it was like, of course, that's the title. Like what, <laughs> you know, we've been sitting here for <laughs> however long. Of course, that's the title. And so he, he which is great, is like he, he kind of got the vision right away. And he was like, hey, how's two strangers on the run? How's strangers on the run sound? I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. It sings great. And so we built it from that. We built the stories of kind of these people who are living kind of just like. It's kind of like li living in LA, especially. It's like being the age that we are, like going out, having friends that everybody's trying to do something and get their life to a certain place. But sometimes people feel like they're always doing the wrong thing or nobody gets what they're doing. You know, like if you explain to somebody like, oh man, like my job's just so tough. Like I need to go do something else, you know, like, and people, they feel like nobody really relates to them. So this song is about, you know, two people, they don't know each other, but they're, they're essentially living the same life of, of just trying to make it in the world yeah. and having somebody understand them. Yep. So it's, you know, that's the parallel that we were creating. Yeah. Two so, different people, two different experiences. Cause it, again, what's crazy is when you really think about it, when you like think about what other people are doing right now, when we're talking, we're having this conversation, it's wild. It's crazy. You know, it's like somebody's seeing a movie, somebody, you know, whatever it may be, they're eating, you know, and it's like when you really get into deep thought of it. And so it's kind of like, how, how do you create the story of that kind of experience of like two people, they don't know each other, but they're living these parallels, these yeah, I mean, I, I have friends that are going to, you know, business school or they're trying to be lawyers and they're thinking the same thing that I'm thinking about. You know, I'm trying to be a musician and I'm like, man, I should have just, you know, gone and, you know, gone to college and got my MBA and, you know, gone into business. But they're thinking the opposite. They're like, oh, I, I wish I was a, an influencer. You know, they're, <laughs> you know, they're like always thinking they're doing the wrong thing. And I think it's it's really a testament to you know, one where we are in the world today of everything's just moving so quickly and people don't feel like they understand each other. You know, like sometimes you don't feel like your neighbor understands you, but this is that song of like, listen, we're all like, you know, we're, we're on the same path. You know, you yeah. have your dreams, you have, you know, what you want to do, stick to it, you know, St and stick to who you are and, and do what you've set your goals out and, to be. And to add, like to the passion of that, what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. I think the best lyric, I could be wrong, you might think it's something else. She knows what it's like to love like a woman. He knows what it's like to fight like a man. They're just searching the world for someone to understand. Two strangers on the run. To me, that lyric really tied the whole thing together where I was like, wow. You know, it's that, I don't know, there was just this powerful thing of like, she knows what it's like to love like a woman. He know, like, I don't know, with the music, it's kind of like, they feel like well, they you're just, saying they feel like people don't like like uh, if you're a girl and you, you just feel like well he doesn't he doesn't like me but like I can give so much love or you're you're yeah, a guy and you're right. like I'm so you know I'm so capable of something but people don't think I am it's like you stick to your path it's like they're just searching for somebody to understand them but they also have to understand you know who they are themselves you know and I think that's you know at least you know for me and I think you know, you too, it's like growing up in this world of music and, and it's like a fight all the time. And you're, you're constantly having, you know, you're working as hard as you can. And 
it's a passion, but it's also, you got to stick to your guns and you, you have to, you know, keep barreling through when people are, are like, Oh no, like that's, you know, you're not, you know, you're going to get turned down. And you hear that story all the time. Yeah. You hear that story all the time, but you hear it more than just in music and entertainment. It's everybody who's trying to do something that they're, they believe in or the passion that they have. And that's kind of where the, well, two points. The one on that, on the passion is like, we sometimes don't say we're going to play a show. We're, we're going to fight <laughs> because it is like a fight. It's a brawl. Because when, when we get up there, it's a fight to, to get people to, you know, either sway our way or they're not going to. And that's a hard thing as an artist. Like, you know, it's just a hard thing to face people that aren't really digging it and you can see their faces, you know, it could be much, it's much worse for comedians. You know, if you don't laugh, <laughs> you're, you're no, you know, so, you, yeah. you didn't do well. You, you get You've you, never been heckled, have you? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think so. I so I, I hope not. Have you ever had stuff thrown at you? Uh, just, that can happen. Just, yeah, it could, it could, you know, and, well, I guess you're good enough that it doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, you know, knock, <laughs> knock, on, knock on wood, but, yeah. you know, I think it is just the thing that being aware that it is it is that that fight. And my second point was where the bridge comes in. It was kind of this, hey, kid, hold your head up high. Sorry, I'm so bad with lyrics. <laughs> the sun don't shine when you don't. You know, it's great. I just sang all this stuff for the past two days. <laughs> um, the sun don't shine when you don't shine. Uh, help me out here. You've come too far <laughs> to change your mind. Why don't you just give yourself, give yourself a, a try. try? Right. So that, to me, is also another glue to the kind of sentiment of just like keep striving, keep pushing forward. You feel like a stranger. You feel like you, you feel, yeah, I mean, look, I, every day I feel like nobody, you know, everybody's always like, nobody understands me. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's, it's a, it's a common feeling. And this song was for that feeling kind of like, Hey, you know what? Keep dancing on your own. Keep doing your thing. Keep moving forward, you know, keep striving. And it all ties back to kind of the principle and the lifestyle of Fox Wild. It's like strive for greatness, continue to move forth and do what you love. And, and that thing that you're talking about, yeah, just be, like, be who you want to, you know, do what you want to do and be who you want to be and believe in it. And, you know, you got to take hits along the way. You know, you got it. That's, that's what we're all strangers <laughs> on the run. That's the thing. No, and there's that saying, like, I, I see it all the time. Like, um, People are, you know, nobody knows what they're actually doing, you know? They're just doing it. And it's kind of like you think about it, you're like, yeah, I guess. Like, you think about, like, you know, I guess, like, anything. Like, I never knew exactly what I was doing, but you learn to actually do it. You have the passion to, to do it and to I didn't, stick through it. I didn't know how to, you know, play drums when I first played drums, but I just kind of had that, like, stranger on the run moment where it was like, I'm going to push on through and, and, you know, and I just want to bang on a drum all day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, at first time I heard this song, I thought, you know, it's a boy meets girl and the boy's going to get the girl. Maybe they'll break up. And the boy never gets the girl and the girl never gets the boy. Yeah. They just remain exactly. strangers. Strangers on the run. Two yeah, strangers on the run. It's kind of interesting. It's yeah. like just two. And that's what, that's. I what, really like that you yeah. said that. Yeah. That, that's really. <laughs> that's what, that's kind of what we were, because we were going back and forth when we were writing it. I remember we were like, well, yeah. do they know each other? Do they meet each other? Do you know, like, is it a love story? And we're like, 
No, it's not a love story between them. It's a love story between, between life. Yeah, between and, and life and them, <laughs> and and you know what they're doing. It's like I'm out, she's out of luck and out of time. You know, it's like a misfit lover in her mind. In her mind, she He's feels like she's. Out. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> trying to read. I'm just trying to. But it's it's that it's that mentality that everybody has. You know, it's like I'm not good enough. Like I'm I'm at you know I'm out of time. I'm out of luck. Like. You know, I've already, you know, I'm, I'm too far gone to try this. I'm, you know, I'm too old to do that. Like, it's just that, that life of, yeah. that you need to live of, of keep pushing forward and, and following you. So it, it is, it isn't about, you know, a love story between this girl and a guy. It's just that they live the same life and they yeah. don't even know it. You and know? It, 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 it's story-based, but oddly enough, it's personal. It's yeah, like, it's, it's this very, uh, guess like when you write you think you're writing for somebody else but really it's like the thing you're what's the thing when you give advice to somebody yeah. the advice you're giving to somebody is actually the advice you should be get like you take be following. yeah you yeah. should be following and that that's kind of easier to tell other people what <laughs> yeah, to do. yeah it is and <laughs> it and, is. and, and it, well and 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 i think strangers on the run is maybe a perfect example of like having this story about telling people to do, you know, keep moving forward, but we're the ones who should just kind of take that advice. And, you know, cause I think in that moment we were feeling like yeah. down and out and at the, we, I mean, God, being a musician, you're always feeling down and out <laughs> and out of time. You know, it's, it's yeah. it should be my, it should be our biography. You know? <laughs> yeah. Come to the next show. <laughs> doesn't look like that when you guys get up on stage. Oh, and, thank you. Know, well, thank you. The energy. It doesn't thank look you, like you're you. down and out. <laughs> well, um, people seem to want you guys to want to play more. So, you know, thank you. that is true. So that's philosophically down and out. <laughs> Yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. okay, good strangers on the run So should we wrap it up by talking about Angel? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Angel. Angel. By Foxwild. Angel is also an interesting one. Because this was another moment, I think this is the, I would maybe say, the third installment of Foxwild. So if we had Soap as our first installment and Life as our kind of second bridge. Transition. Our transition. Angel. And Strangers on the Run ties into Angel um, because Angel we wrote as our third installment as, as Fox Wild, but it was in the dry spell of writing again. We hadn't written 
for a good amount of time. It was probably a couple months. Couple months. For music for Fox Wild, songs for Fox Wild, but yeah. We're always writing, but I think when you try to try to sit down like sit down and write for yourself, it becomes a task. So Angel happened suddenly. I had gone to uh see Def Leppard and Journey. Okay. Yeah, so I, I went with my best buddy. I called him up and I go, hey, we met these girls that we were out and they came up and to talk to us. And we were blown away because we had never had that happen. We were like, what are you talking to us for? And we were just, we were, we were stunned and, and we had a great time with them and they asked us for our numbers. It was so we weren't. They so, weren't. You're in Fox Wild. Can I talk to you? Yeah. They had no idea that you were in Fox Wild. No, 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 okay. not at all. They were okay. just. They were just really friendly girls, and, okay. and they were. And, and I was with my buddy this night. And you were and friendly guys. I guess so. <laughs> and so I had told my buddy. I said, "Hey, Journey and Def Leppard's playing. Let's go to. Let's go to a concert with them." We went, we had a good time, uh, you know, we didn't, nothing came of the, you know, but it was a great time. We had a, but I was blown away by the show. I was just like, Whoa, you know, this music is crazy, you know? And two days later, I picked up the guitar and I played this riff and I was trying to hash out the riff for hours. I mean, literally hours. I, I went in, I think at eight in the morning and I didn't come out until one with something wow finally had uh, just the riff just the opening riff like i was really because i knew there was something but i'm like there has to be this thing there and i had the riff got it showed michael and that was when we we started getting the song going and we figured out the chorus riff together we had that dan 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 so we did that together laid that down uh michael had left and i just from one thing, I have a voice note of it, of a voice note of it, of just the whole chorus, just angel. I know there's something on your heart tonight. That whole chorus was there, like just written. And then the genius came in again and Michael was like, what was that? that's you. <laughs> what you do, you, you come in at like, you know, the most crucial points because it's taking it five steps further than where it can be. And this was the start of really where our record is going, uh, where our live show is. Angel started, you know, he came in with, I had the melodies, kind of, and we called them the shotgun verse. But those yeah. lyrics, Michael was very specific and particular about how he was placing the lyrics. I mean, if you want to yeah, talk I mean, on, they took, on, they, on that, that the, front part, just that front, <laughs> the verse, that front lyric. The verse actually came pretty quickly because it was this, it was this energy and I could feel it. And it was where our live show was going. Cause just to kind of like digress a little bit, but um, the live show is so high energy. And some of the songs we were playing that were earlier on weren't that higher energy. And people were always like, man, these songs are like, they're like rock and roll and they sound so different than, than the record. And it was because it was like go time and we would hit stage and play these songs. So when this song, when Dimitri started writing this, I was like, this is like, this is perfect for a live show. This just sounds like our live show. So those lyrics came actually pretty quick in the beginning. <laughs> and yeah, they was just like, it was like rattling. It was almost like rapping. It was like, it was, you know, like in my mind, 
it was almost like Aerosmith, you know, like he's just like so quick and it's always kind of a tongue twister, but we had to duplicate that for the second verse. So the second verse actually took longer because it was like, we need that same energy it's and that boldness and that, you know, bombastic. I'll, I'll admit I put him through the ringer. I was, uh, well, that's also part of, our, part of our process. I'll be sitting over there like, you know, writing lyrics and I'm like, okay, well, should I, should I say this one? Is this we one bounce one? off together. <laughs> we, we usually throw lyrics out, but when he gets quiet, yeah. I know he's thinking of things. Yeah. So when he's quiet, he's clearly got some stuff, but he's just like, I don't know. Is and it then, good enough? Is it, you know, is it, is it right? Cause sometimes, always, you know, we're, we're, pretty pretty hard on it we're pretty hard on each other when we're writing because we want it to be you know we want it to be great so we don't hold any punches you know with each other we've definitely that's one of the great things about being brothers being yeah. siblings is we've i can we, punch him in the face and <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean go get lunch and we're fine i mean it, it does i think it's like it's hard being sometimes when you write with other people you want to save feelings and and sometimes you're not getting to the best thing you can get because you're you know you're, you're trying to be kind and, 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 and diplomatic about the situation. I think with us, it's kind of like, Hey man, that's not going <laughs> to fly here. <laughs> that's not going to fly here. What do we got? What else you got? And I think he wrote five different versions of the second verse. Okay. So I think, and then with everything we've talked about today, going back to our schooling in pop music and writing, this is kind of the, the epitome of what like, everything we've learned in a sense. It also comes a lot from our father. I mean, yeah. he, cause we talk about going back and forth between us two. He's the third member of Fox. He, he's the third. Oh, is he really? Oh, he yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, he when is. we, when we're, you know, when we write a chorus, when we have some kind of a song, you know, he hears it. We play it for him. And he's always like, let me hear what you got. You know, like play me stuff. That's very, that's nerve wracking. Yeah. Playing for your dad. Oh, Pablo Cruz. Oh yeah. Well, he, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, he's got a pulse on, you know, songwriting and, and yeah. great songwriting and, and catchy songwriting. And that's where it's hard because we're so headstrong and it's like, oh yeah, dad. Yeah. 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 But like deep down, you know, he'll give his notes. He'll he's, say, you know, right. you should do this, that, and the yeah. other. And we go, no, it's like, it's the, this is what it's supposed to be. And then we and go, then we'll do our thing. Take us 15 hours to do it. Waste of time. And then we go, God, he was right. Yeah. We should do what he was saying. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> and we end up doing, you know, the little, you know, whatever it is and those little but to, to what you were saying about our songwriting and everything and how it was formed, that is very much, you know, what we learned. You know, we learned it from our dad. We learned it from, you know, Andreas and being in the room with all these great pop producers and songwriters. They took, they would take forever on lyrics just to sound good. And, Except and, for I want it that way. Yeah. They just let that one slide. <laughs> that but, came right out. Yeah. Well, those, the story on that is those are dummy lyrics. So if you listen to it, none of it makes sense. I don't, I never want to hear you say, I want it that way. It's like, what is that? What? Doesn't mean anything, right? <laughs> it doesn't, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, but the thing we learned with them is that everything needs to sound good. Like it, it, it doesn't matter if it makes sense necessarily. Right. If it sounds good, Perfect you know, examples, that's you all. know to, to just listening it yeah. to it because they would go in and they would sing stuff that's just gibberish. Yeah, I call that the invisible language of songwriting. Yeah. You know, uh, it's that combination of the words and sounds. Yeah, yeah. right. Would and, you con would you consider that the melody? Right. 
Well, you or, have a melody, but yeah, right. you know, there's tone, there's pitch, there's there's yeah. right. there's different elements of sound, and there's different instruments yeah. in that you use to make sound. Yeah, and then there's these words, these lyrics, and you combine yeah. them, and it's this invisible language. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing because you have you know like what what they call like the the Western writers, like the you know like Bob Dylan and stuff who. He didn't really rhyme all the time or like his lyrics were just like, it was poetry. Right. And it was very in depth. And it, the, the things he was saying had meaning and depth where, you know, you listen to some pop music and there's not really like too not much always. going on there, but it, but some of the, you know, the words they're using, they're choosing them for yeah. a certain reason. Cause they sound good. And like I think they that's... just, they have this, you know, it's like a, I don't know. It's 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 this sound when you say certain words that just cut through the but music. But it's, it's specific things that lock into our head of sayings that, to that point, that sound good. But you wouldn't normally uh, say it in a normal conversation. And I and I think we. It's just like um, one of the uh, the best examples that I can think of on the top of my head is "Cake by the Ocean." Have you heard this song? No. Okay, so it's a song uh, by a band called DNCE, but it was written by some Swedish writers called Matt Man and Robin, and they're amazing producers and writers, and Justin Tranter as well. Yeah. Um, but they were in a session, and they were asking, what's that drink cake by the ocean? And they were thinking <laughs> sex on the beach. <laughs> and that's one of those things where... It's like a great title. It's a like, great title. And, like, and I think people sometimes talk down on... I was just thinking MacArthur Park, as I did review, like <laughs> no. someone left the cake out in the rain. <laughs> like that, that line never made sense to me. But, you know, it's like a hit song. But like major hit song. those like, things are like, what make I don't think I can songs. take it. They left the cake out in the rain. And yeah. It took so long to bake it. Yeah. You know, right? It's like, <laughs> but that's one of the brilliant things of, of pop writing is that it seems so dumb, seems so simple, but it's so effective. And it's so, and I think that was kind of at that time, soap was, was kind of our, our, uh, our process of trying to figure out how do we take soap, a bar of soap and turn that into a, a, uh, a concept that feels relatable. Yeah. So uh, the second verse that you blabbered over, is this the one? And now I'm looking up as she calls out my name to come. I don't believe in fate, mm -hmm. but God sent her from up above. Yeah. <laughs> a single revelation of religion. I am saved. I am saved. Yeah. Yeah. This is very religious overtones to right? say the least, so, right? Like like this is, this is these two girls that are hitting on you in a bar. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I get you. Well, it's a religious experience of sorts when it yeah. happens to a guy. I think it was so I think that his 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 uh encounter with the girls it was mostly like the Def Leppard and stuff. That's where this. Oh, oh, you were you were talking about the oh, the, the, the two the two girls where I went to Def Leppard with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no. Well, that was that story I just told mainly because <laughs> I saw Def Leppard and in this Journey. Has... This doesn't actually this doesn't song relate to this religious no, experience. No, that's it, not a religious experience for you. Two well, girls hitting on you in a bar. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> no the religious experience. I can I see how that can. Ah, uh, that I can see she how calls that makes... my name to come over. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, oddly enough, that's weird. That's what I was saying. I was reading into that. No, I'm I think reading too was, much into it. Huh? That, no, 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 no. You're right. I think so. So the actual, like the lyrics and stuff. I mean, I know, like, so I was just starting to date this girl, and and she she's my girlfriend now. But 
she didn't want to have anything to do with me. And I was just like infatuated with her. And you actually were just, just met your girlfriend. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just yeah. met your girlfriend. So we were going through kind of this like infatuation <laughs> period like, uh, of our, of, she's going to kill yeah, me. She's gonna kill you. Yeah. Way to go. You should have just, just owned up to that one. She, that was a religious experience for you, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we were, you know, we, we were, uh, we were going, through, you're you know, saved. Yeah. Yeah. We were going through these things and, and it was very much, uh, it was kind of like an I'm saved moment. I mean, my girlfriend, like, you know, she, she definitely, like, I was very infatuated with her and I was, you know, before I met her, I was like going out a bunch and like partying and stuff. But like when I met her, I was like, man, just like, just hang out with me. Like, let me take you to dinner. It was this, you know, and she, uh, angel. I, yeah. She, she was really that kind of a person. So does she me. know that you wrote this about her? Or? Oh yeah. She okay. knows that all the songs that so like I always about ask, love her. <laughs> so, so you wrote this about a girl and yeah. then you yeah. sing this for the girl. How does she react? It's like, ah, you know, uh, she's, she's, uh, how did you react? She 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 comes to all our shows. Okay. So, but I never sit down. How'd she react? Yeah, first time, <laughs> first time you sing the song. That you, that, do you tell her you wrote? Hey, I wrote this song about you. She's kind of like, yeah, whatever. You she, know, really, like, it's yeah, like yeah, that yeah, nonplussed attitude. It doesn't she, like, oh, it's another one of your songs. No, she won't find it's better it. than soap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting in the bathtub with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, she won't like fawn over me just because I tell her I wrote a song for her. She's like, you probably use that line. That doesn't line. work. I you, always you, thought you, that would work for the songwriter. She's yeah. like, you've used that line way too many to times. Me, like, to me, it's a me. taboo. <laughs> I, I I keep it very like... You don't tell the girl you wrote it about her? No, 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 no. Never? No, Never. no, no, because... You gotta keep it, you know, this is my diary, it's you know. I'm not universal gonna... for everybody. Yeah, it but should also, be about everybody. Yeah, but every... also, you know, it's like there's... Uh, there's this therapeutic way of writing and, you know, keeping it kind of interpreted for everybody. Right. Cause I feel like if you, if you, if right. you, Universal. if you give, yeah, if you give your cards out right away, it's kind of like, all right, well, we know what, you know what that's about. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> you know, Got it. Angel, anything you want to say else we want to say on Angel? Uh, I, mean, I think that's the, the it's a good tune. The, yeah, the new beginning. It's not out yet. Okay, so that's the when's it coming out? That is coming out in the spring. On so, what's your album? So we're we're looking to release this as a single, and then we're finishing the album, which is very much in line with you know this song and and almost strangers on the run. Strangers on the run is kind of a precursor to all this new music. That we're gonna start releasing. We still play it live, though. We yeah, we, we do play it live. So if you come out to a show, you'll be able to hear that song. Great. Well, I have to thank you, Michael and Dimitri thank Larios you very much. from the band Fox Wild. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, hopefully, you had a good time here. We did. Yeah. We did. Thank you very much. Thank you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. 
Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.